This is Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson from TeachersPD.net, giving you effective teaching and learning strategies for your classroom. Hi, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Effective Teaching Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about flipped learning as an effective method for producing lifelong learners. I've been flipping my classroom since 2010 when I was first introduced to the concept. Uh, The idea just made sense to me. Get the students to go through the content before they come to class, and then there is more time in class to do the fun things that I wanted to do as a teacher. At least, that is what I thought. After I did some more research and a bunch of professional development, I realized that it wasn't just the fun stuff that I could do now. I now would be able to help my students when they most needed it. For so long, I had been giving lectures for most of my lessons and helping students know the content, but in reality, they didn't need me to provide the content. They needed me to help with its application, critiquing it, and creating with it. My traditional approach had only really allowed my students to get the lower levels of Bloom's taxonomy, but they really needed me at the higher levels, the deeper thinking, as Hattie says. Students can consume content on their own quite fine, learning new ideas, but they need help relating, applying, and critiquing those ideas. This new perspective on flipped learning made me more committed to the approach as a meta-pedagogy. That is, I began to use it as my umbrella approach, and now in my classroom I could use project-based learning, critical inquiry approaches, case studies, collaborative tasks, and so much more. I now had time to prepare my students for exams and help them with assessment tasks. So, let's talk about some of the best practices for flipping your classroom and creating lifelong learners. Firstly, you'll get better engagement from your students in the flipping if you tell them why you are doing it and teach them how to engage with videos or readings uh, because you don't have to have videos as your flip content. You can use readings, you can use all kinds of things for them to engage with just about giving them anything that you would present. You're basically going to give them to look at at home, but they need to be trained in how to engage with that for learning rather than engaging with it for entertainment. Students are used to watching videos and just sitting back and relaxing and taking all that in, whereas we need to teach them to learn from it. And this means teaching them to take notes, to pause, to rewind, to reread, or to watch sections again. If you're feeling good, you could also send something home to let the parents know about your choice to change to flipped learning. Secondly, It is best if you make all of your own flip content, whether that be videos or text, but you can also gather and use content from other places such as textbooks, websites, YouTube, Vimeo, uh, TED-Ed videos, and there's there's so many places for you to find that kind of stuff. Uh, You don't have to do it all at once uh, to start with, and I would actually recommend if you are starting this for the very first time, steal someone else's stuff. I think that it would be a lot easier for you to make that transition and that adjustment if you use someone else's content to start with maybe it's a video or something get them just use someone else's for your first one maybe for your second one but if you're going to commit to it as a long-term approach you really should start to make your own videos because that is going to get you better engagement with your students because you're their teacher not the person in the video next you should find a way to check that your students have engaged with the content before class now this can be as simple as checking that they have notes as they enter the room Or you could be using text such as Insert Learning or Edpuzzle. Insert Learning will give you some feedback and allow you to turn any website into an interactive 
reading experience where they can take notes, they can highlight, they can see your highlights, they can see your notes, they can see you asking questions and they've got to answer them. You could create forums for them in there. Edpuzzle is very similar for videos. So in Edpuzzle, you can put questions over the video that they have to answer as they progress and you can leave them some comments as well on top of the video so that it's they can see a bit of your flavor in there, but also so that before they come to class, you can have a look at the results and you will know whether or not the student has engaged with it. But if you use Instant Learning or Edpuzzle, you'll also know whether or not they've understood it because if they answer your questions correctly, then they know it. Whereas if they've answered it wrong, then they haven't understood it. So the tech allows you to check that they have understood the content, which you will need to do regardless before you do anything else in the classroom. So if you are coming into their classroom and they've just got notes, you then need to do some kind of quiz or something at the beginning of your lesson, some kind of formative assessment to check that they've actually understood what was in the stuff that you sent home, whether that be a video or a reading or something else. Now, the most important thing that you need to do when you flip your lessons is to change what you are doing in your classroom. If you have half your students not watch the video at home, for example, you do not then present the information to the whole class. This will stop anyone who did watch the video from watching it the next time. Instead, you need to come up with another strategy. Don't just give questions from textbooks in the classroom and remember that you actually have time now. You can do those more fun, engaging things, the things that you sit there and look at and go, that's going to take ages to do that. You now have that ages for the students to be able to engage and enjoy their learning a lot more. And that's why flipped learning is such a great tool. It really increases your students' enjoyment of learning. Now, with my lessons, I start by getting the students who didn't watch my video at home to sit at the back. I give them some earphones and they watch the video. That's the first thing they do when they come in. While they're doing that, I do something fun with the rest of my class. So some type of game-based revision is always really easy. So you might play a Kahoot, for example, where there's points, there's a winner, everyone's cheering and everyone's excited about it. That kind of stuff means that the people who didn't watch it actually feel like they're missing out. And even if it's half your class sitting at the back watching the video, they're still getting the content that you would have presented to them anyway. But then you're allowing the other students who did watch it to now excel and to continue to do some other activities that not miss out. This will also help make sure that those students do the work next time because they don't want to be sitting at the back watching a video while a lot of kids are playing games and having fun. I then differentiate my lessons according to where the students are at. Did they watch the video but not understand it? Then I'll reteach the difficult bits a second time, but only to those students. I'll form them into a little group. I'll go and I'll reteach stuff to them. While I'm reteaching stuff to them, the students who did understand the content can move on to more difficult tasks, such as relating the new content to old content or beginning a project. Maybe they kind of create something based on the content or whatever you can think of that really suits your content, your subject area. So giving those students who understood it the next step so they can do some independent stuff or maybe some group work. But those initial students, if they did not understand, I'm going to reteach things to them. I'll also make sure that throughout my lessons, I do not sit down. Now, I constantly walk around the room and look at what my students are doing and provide them with feedback to help them continue to progress forwards in their learning. I've always got those goals that I'm aiming for and the students know what they are. And so when they come in, I'm going to give them feedback as they're learning in my classes. I'll do my quick, short reteaching of difficult things to those kids. I'll check that they've understood it. And then everyone's doing work, whether that be group work, independent work or something. 
and I'm walking around, I'm checking that they're on task, I'm checking that they're actually on track with their learning and that they're heading towards their goal, they're not getting too sidetracked. I don't mind some sidetracked because I want them to be enjoying it and that's kind of my, my goal here, but I also want them to be achieving things as they're moving forward. So give it a go. Find a piece of content and ask your students to engage with it at home. Maybe use a video on YouTube or a TED-Ed, they're really easy places to start. Then get them to take some notes. Then maybe you'll use Edpuzzle if your students have that kind of technology at home and they're going to be watching a video. That's a great thing to use to start with. And then when you start your lesson after the sent home task, be ready to make sure that some of them watch the video because there's going to be ones who did not. And maybe you want to play a Kahoot with the ones who did or something similar based on the, the new content. You want to do some kind of formative assessment type fun thing. Then differentiate your lesson according to the students' levels of knowledge and where they're at in terms of their prior knowledge and what you think that they can do next. Give them a project and reteach anything that the students have not understood. And remember, once the students are working, you need to make yourself available to them by walking around and providing feedback. And if you're up for it, you could even do a formative assessment at the end to see if the students learnt anything, if they enjoyed the learning that day, at least compared to other days and if they have any other feedback that they can provide you. But I must say, you need to be prepared. The students who were doing well as you were standing up there and talking to them the whole time actually prefer to be passive in their learning. They've learnt that system. Uh, So you might get a bunch of kids who were doing really well give you feedback and say, actually, I'd rather you just talk to us the whole lesson. Traditional teaching allows for lazy learning, if you can call it learning at all, because real learning happens through doing. And so the more active you can have your students in the classroom, the better it is for them, even if they don't enjoy it. They will in the long term as they start to achieve things because it's the achievement of their goals that's going to make them enjoy the learning. You've been listening to Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson. Please visit teacherspd.net for more effective teaching strategies and online professional development.